The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Join us around the pit as we talk all things barbecue. Now here is your host, Johnny Mags. Kent. Kent, what the hell? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. Chrissy, what is up? What's going on, Johnny Mags? Nothing. Nothing? No, same old thing. So I was asking Johnny before the show if he got any backlash from last week's episode. He said, nope. nothing but support. <laughs> a lot of praise. Yeah. You know, hey, Matt Pereira, Pereira, for instance, hey, thanks for taking the heat off of me. Yes. You know, <laughs> you know a, lot, a lot of that stuff. But no, it was a great, great, uh, it was a great episode. Got a lot of great feedback. The phone was ringing left and right on the ride home. Nice. Dude. You went off. What the hell happened? You know, the, but yeah, nothing, nothing crazy, you know. But good, and, 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 and it's a great discussion. Yeah, you know. And uh, Matt had set me up with a with a guy I got to reach out to. He's a master judge, does both KCBS and SCAs, and you know, he's really down to earth guy. And you know, gonna ha- gonna get him on, have a great conversation. Uh, we're actually going to work something out with Greg, too, uh, because he judged that weekend, and it was the first time judging, so we're going to get ah. the first time his um, view on things, how it was being on the other side. Okay. of. Uh, so, yeah, we got a few things coming up, and I got about one more weekend, and my shed's done, so we're good. Awesome. You know, so let's see who we got. There's Mrs. Mags. There's Kent with his typical. Yep. Happy place. What's up? Matt Pereira. Long time. No talk, brother. <laughs> Couple minutes. <laughs> Chris Hoffman, what's going on? Fellow postal worker. All right, brother. Big Rome, what's up? Heidi, how are you, darling? Steven Townsend, what's going on? Robson's Grills, what's happening? Gray Reiner, what is going on? So, guys, we're going to have a good uh, good show today. We're going to learn. What are you doing? I'm not drunk, I swear. Uh, I just hit the wrong button. I'm looking here at the chat, and all of a sudden, I disappear over <laughs> I here. Know, I'm I like, what the, the hell button. are you I'm doing? Sorry. It's been a long weekend for me, okay? Ah. I was at a music festival all weekend. Hey, where? Uh, Greenfield, Mass. The Homie, okay. the Homie Collective. It was good fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. But yeah, I just hit the wrong button. I hit upper left zoom, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> but All right, let's go there, oh, kid. Boy. All right, let's go. Hey, guys, did you know who today's show is brought to you by? Many people. But our number one guy, Uncle Steve Shake, also the number one best-tasting shake on the planet. Uncle Steve Shake is handmade, hand-measured, and hand-mixed, and hand-packed. Uncle Steve Shake is made with the finest of ingredients and comes in 12 amazing, nope, 15 amazing flavors. It's a Freudian slip. 
CJ's West Coast Shake, Texas Cajun, and the All-American SPG are the newest lines. We, the American SPG, having no sugar, no MSG, vegan, and keto-friendly. No matter what you're eating, Uncle Steve has a shake for it. Again, don't forget my personal favorite. That's not one of the shakes. It's actually the yummy, peppery, barbecue goodness, the sauce with no name. If you have any questions, Uncle Steve has great customer service to help you with all of your shake needs. Go to UncleSteveShake.com to order your shakes today. Also, while you're on the website, you're going to find some fantastic tips and recipes You'll be amazed at just how versatile Uncle Steve's shakes are. And while you're online, head on over to Facebook and join Uncle Steve's Shake Nation to stay up to date with all the latest creations made using Uncle Steve's Shake. And hey, maybe share some of your own. It's time to step up your backyard barbecue and your competition barbecue, folks, with Uncle Steve's Shake. Uncle Steve's Shake shakes them on everything. Today, also brought to you by Two Guys Smoke Shop and Two Guys Cigars.com. Whether I'm barbecuing or not, I always keep the smoke rolling. Thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today I'm smoking the Rocky Patel 60th anniversary, mm. which is phenomenal. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I remember the 50th. I remember the 40th. And shit, Rocky's been in my life a long time now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 60 years old. Here's to you. Happy birthday, Rock. But thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. I get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Today's show also do also, oh, Jesus. Today's show also brought to you by MagnaChef Gloves. Whether you're the family grill master or a professional pit master, quality tools make it easier for you to be your best on that grill. Longtime firefighter and founder of MagnaChef, Alan Fonte knows a thing or two about fire management. He's designed the MagnaChef Gloves and the Freedom Barbecue Gloves for you to get in and out of fast. With the magnetic swivel plates, you can easily slip in and out of these gloves. They're going to keep your hands cool and allow you to cook and grill safely. No more getting stuck in hot gloves. Depending on your glove preference, MagnaChef Gloves has two fantastic options for you. The first being the classic MagnaChef barbecue glove. This one's made of food-grade silicon, web-fit for a firmer grip, dishwasher-safe, one-size-fits-all, and heat-rated up to 500 degrees Fahrenheit. And you have your second option, the Freedom Barbecue Gloves. This one's a... More traditional, five-finger, flexible and pliable grip. 14-inch long cuff to protect your forearms. Made of heat-resistant neoprene, heat rated up to 932 degrees Fahrenheit. These gloves help extend your time over the fire. Both styles of MagnaChef gloves are great for barbecue and kitchen use. So head on over to MagnaChef.com today. That's M-A-G-N-E-Chef.com. Order yourself a pair of each style. And at the checkout, make sure you use promo code FREEDOMLIVES for 10% off your order. MagnaChef.com. Barbecue gloves, master the fire. Freedom barbecue gloves, take a stand and free your hand. Very good. I got there. You got there. I just stumbled in the beginning. It happens. I do it all the time. Normally in life, I stumble and then I don't catch myself. I just face plant. But I I feel like I caught myself there. (laughs) Who else have we got? (laughs) Also brought to you by customcuttingboardsrus.com. Uh, Brother Ian Hemming out of Magnolia, Texas, is making what I consider the Yeti of cutting boards. These boards take an absolute beating from your the dishwasher board, which is your standard size countertop cutting board, to the absolutely massive 18 by 36 inch brisket board, and the pizza board for that perfect even slice every time Uh these boards UV protected, deep lip reservoir to catch all the juicy goodness, the rubber tips on the bottom, so even on a wet surface, the boards 
will not slide on you. Um, multicolors available, multicolor combos available. Um, you know, I have the black and red. Uh, Greg has the, no, I got the black and white. Greg has the black with the red reservoir on it. Custom um, engraving. Custom see, talk you about stubble. I must have. Oh, yeah. Custom <laughs> engraving also available. You know, team names, anything. Put the alphabet on there for all you want. They will take care of it. But check them out at customcuttingboardsrus.com. Let them know I sent you. That is customcuttingboardsrus.com, the letter R, us.com. Tim Rogers up to barbecue. What's up, my brother? Smokecraft Q, what's up? Jen Lee, darling. How are you? You got to be running like a chicken with your head cut off right now. We are a week, a, mm, 10 days away, call it, from the Danny Dietz Memorial. Yes. On... Uh, Next, not this coming weekend, but next weekend, I was on the phone with Ryan Newland, the back line. Last night, he's cooking in it. Jonathan Barton's cooking in it. All the boys will be down there, and uh, we're going to have to look on getting the uh, <coughs> New England contingency to travel down next year. There is um, a lot of guys, <coughs> few guys definitely interested in it because it's a great cause, great, you know, event, and... Uh, Ryan's all thrown off because it's KCBS. So he he just figured out that they're 30-minute windows instead of the typical hour, hour and a half, depending on what sanctioning body he was cooking. Uh He goes, I want to be all, I got to change everything up. I go, dude, 30 minutes. If I can do it, you can do it. (laughs) But but yeah, let's get right down to it. Let's do it. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we all barbecue. We all love our charcoal. And we, we are geeks when it comes to charcoal, when it comes to our wood products. We like certain things. We like certain setups, if you will, in how we all do it. We got all our little whatever quirks when it comes to it. But we're going we're gonna to talk in charcoal today, guys. Very interesting. It's going to be good. I've seen a lot of the boys... Um, Using this charcoal, I had the opportunity to use it one night at one of the comps, and I absolutely loved it. So without any further ado, there's one of the uh, users right there. Jeff, what's up, brother? Uncle Steve. There he is. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Good Charcoal Company, please welcome Mr. Ben Jablonski. Ben, what's happening, brother? Hey, how are you? I'm uh, doing great to meet well. You. And I'm um, a big fan, and congratulations on five years. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah that was a, that was a, that's a, still a wild one, you know, to think about, about it. Five years of doing this. Oh, man. But, uh, ah, Michelle, what's up, brother? So, Ben, first off, let's get, as we get into it, Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, who you are, you know, what you do, and, you know, how you got into barbecue, and then uh, after that, we'll get into how you got into the wonderful world of charcoal. Um, sounds great. Uh, thanks for having me again. Um, I'm from Melbourne, Australia, and, um, you know, I, I'm glad to be not the only Australian uh, on, this, uh, on this podcast, which is great. 
you know, in, in Australia, um, we, you know, the seasons are different. So yeah. in December and January, it's really hot. So we grew up barbecuing on Christmas, on New Year's Day, and it was just what we did. And um, actually, my family came to Australia from from the former Soviet Union, interestingly okay. enough. Yeah, so we grew up uh, grilling a lot of, um, in addition to standard burgers, a lot of Russian food, a lot of meats, and uh, it was uh, a lot of, you know, skewered meats and really just grew up loving it. And, um, yeah, right now I'm the CEO of The Good Charcoal and co-founded it in 2020. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so that's interesting. Okay. So we got so a little bit of, of, you know, Russian background here. What would be some of, you know, you never really think of that. You know, what are, what are some of the dishes, you you know, of, of the Russian culture that you would, uh, you know, barbecue or grill for that matter? Yeah, so my memories of grilling were not with a green egg or something like that. Imagine a box, maybe some cigarette ash in the base, and, uh, you know, you'd have like uh, your charcoal, these very long metal skewers and kind of cooking what we would call shishlik, mm-hmm. like like shish kebabs and yeah. and things like that, almost like Turkish style, if you if you think something similar. Yeah. And we would just grill for hours, have a few beers, and uh, a lot of that, whether it was grilled chicken or beef, but right and steaks, but right really over the skewers, and we we would do it that way, and uh, it would just yeah, that's that's mainly what I grew up doing. But barbecue is it's global; everyone yeah. loves it. Now, now would the um, would the flavor profile be the same, or is, would there be some like some traditional, you know, I, I suppose Eastern European flavors that not a lot of people use you know like um my family loved to use like some birch flavors as well from from birch wood you know which is kind of interesting and uh but i've got to tell you after a couple shots of vodka it's hard to really taste anything (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it um you know big roma saying your charcoal's hot smokes clean and hot Rick Mel, what's happening? Jeff is saying Ben is the best. There you hey, go. Jeff. <laughs> There's Daddy Dutch saying hi to everybody. So, like you said, you, you founded it in, in 2020, but what led you into um, getting into the charcoal business? Yeah, so I had two real loves that I'm combining uh, with the good charcoal, me and my partner, Rob. Uh, one is grilling. And the other is retail. So my first job, I was uh, I stacked shelves. I was a cashier at a supermarket called Woolworths in Australia. Yeah, and I I was there for five years and learned a lot about retail. And I, you know, have been in the retail space for about a decade uh, here in the states. And uh, I just thought like there'd be a great opportunity um, to combine these two passions and make a great charcoal for people here in the states and. Uh, in COVID, it, it was a COVID was a crazy time for all of us. And uh, in 2020, um, I heard uh, about this environmental problem that existed in Southwest Africa, where um, there was a huge overgrowth of acacia bushes, and these bushes are so dense that 
they're covering half the country of Namibia. And just to put some perspective around it, the area is about two and a half times the state of Georgia, about 100 million acres. And pretty much these acacia bushes have gotten rid of all of the grass, right? They've gotten rid of all of the animal life. Uh, animals like the cheetah are getting caught up in it and they're dying. Half of the world's cheetah population lives in Namibia. And so uh, my partner Rob and I decided, you know what, let's get on a plane. <laughs> let's check this out. And we took four planes in 2020 from the States all the way to Namibia and, uh, you know, made charcoal under the African sky and slept under the stars. And, uh, you know, just we literally made it ourselves, you know, you know, yeah. together, you know, with, the, you know, and uh, it was a crazy adventure. And we're like, you know what? We're starting a charcoal company, like, and it's going to be called the Good Charcoal because this was amazing charcoal. So that's our that's our story. Like, a, and we thought, you know, when I went there, I thought if it all goes wrong, this is a crazy road trip, and we'll have a story for life. And if it all goes right, we're we'll, we'll be on to something. And I think we are. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, with with the, with the with the jaguar, you know, the population and all that. Tell, yeah, yeah, yeah. tell me you got some footage of all this, this whole process, because I can just picture you're literally probably in the bush just yeah. making charcoal. Now, now, you know, oh, my mind just went eight different ways on the same time. I'm dizzy. Oh, <laughs> I hate when that happens. Um, what were some of the, uh, you know, any bumps in the road? that you ran in for making that, for that, you know, that first trip and making the charcoal right out there in the open, you know, did, did you, you know, obviously you planned to bring what exactly what you needed to go through the whole process, but you know, what'd you run in, into once you got there? Yeah. Well, let's put aside the fact that we need PCR tests <laughs> every at all four stops you know just to get in mm. right like uh but there was just there were a lot of things there was um one was like okay this is great but how do we even get it to the states right yeah they were you know figuring out trucking figuring out all those things like a bump would be when we brought uh the mm. first um containers over people the containers got held up People thought we were people smugglers. Oh, yeah. You know, you know it was like people, because there's not much trade between the United States and Namibia. Yeah. And people were like, uh, the people at the border were like, what is going on here? You know, it was just like, um, you know, they opened up the containers and, and saw it was just charcoal. You know, there, there were, there have been so, you know, the issues are usually the ones that you don't even think of. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, wow. It's, we've got a product stuck at the border, you know. Number two was like, how do you streamline the manufacturing process? There have been so many things like a along the way, you know, that like um, that we've just run into. It's been it's been wild. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, because like you said, you, you, you're thinking of, you know, OK, we're making the charcoal. How do we get it out for distribution throughout, you know, back to the States or wherever? And you, oh, the shipping containers, and yeah, you wouldn't even think that that other aspect of it of 
you know, human, human smuggling would get brought up in a bag of charcoal. But yeah, wow. That, that, that's mind-blowing right there. So is, is everything made there and shipped over, or do you do a, a certain process there? Because I'm assuming, you know, hell, even here in the States, there's rules state for state of, you know, transporting wood from one state to another. Technically, you're not supposed to do it, period. But, you know, it, it's very low on the totem pole of importance for most law enforcement. But, uh, you know, do you run into that? Is there, you know, do you bring it to a certain point there, then finish it off here in the States? Or do you bring raw material straight back? Yeah, so everything is made there. So where one of the unique things about the good charcoal is that we're one of the only charcoals endorsed by an environmental agency, the Forest Stewardship Council. So we actually start with them and they designate which areas are okay to actually cut the bushes. And so it's done in an environmental plan. And they then, we then have an audit with them every year. So we work um, and the facilities that we operate are actually also audited by the Forest Stewardship Council all the way down the line. So everything is done there. It is bagged there. And then it's brought to the States. And you know, we actually received uh, for our work a grant uh, from USAID, from the US government, for our development work in Africa, because in Namibia, we're running about 20% unemployment. And, you know, so one person that works feeds between five and 10 people. So we're now wow. feeding thousands of people a week in Africa because of this. And, you know, we can talk about the good work that we're doing uh, yeah. here in the States as well. But like, uh, but we were just, we didn't realize how big the impact could be. Like I, I wanted to make great charcoal, right? And, uh, but we really started to see, wow, like we're saving cheetahs, we're feeding people in Africa every week by creating jobs. Like we're also, um, you know, people know it's an American product and, you know, people are just excited and, you know, really happy to be partnering with American company even though I'm an Aussie by birth, yeah. like I've been here for almost 20 years now. And um, it's just been really inspirational just to see that on the ground. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't. Yeah. Another aspect that, you know, you bring, you're, you're creating jobs, in, you know, in that area. Now, is that that area, is it, is it you know, is it a highly populated um, you know, built up city area, or is it more of a very uh, rural, you know, farmland type of area? Yeah. So, just to give you a perspective, Namibia is about about a hundred million hectares, so maybe two hundred million acres. But there's only two and a half million people under three million in the whole country, oh. and so it's very uh, sparsely populated, and the people that uh, we're employing are really people in very small farm towns and and helping people in villages just to eat you know and that's uh something that's really inspiring oh wow that's that's tremendous you got to come you got to come to africa sometime i'd love to show you oh i would absolutely love that would be a trip 
Yeah. Oh, man. Would that be a trip? Oh, Ray Sheehan, what's up? John Long, what's up? Brother Randy, big Salinas in the house. Guy Chisholm, what's happening, brother? Yeah, wow. Wow. So so you 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 you've literally just on the charcoal has had truly impacted that entire area. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, it's 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 crazy to watch. And uh there's the people, but it's funny, like, you know, we started production and I was there uh, you know, a few months ago, I was in the Mibia and I was with one of the farmers and they showed and we were driving by and I saw some zebras coming there. And I go, oh, wow, that's so cool. There's some zebras. And they go, they go, oh, they're there because that's where the production was from 2021. And the grass grew back and the zebras can now roam. You know, so it's just insane. You know, when you're running around in the country and you're like, oh, wow, the good charcoal created habitat for the animals to come back because otherwise they'd be running through this thorny acacia with no grass yeah 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 oh wow holy hell (laughs) ben you're blowing my mind here because there's so much so much into you know normally we you know when we talk with people in the charcoal it's yeah you know we we forest this and we get our product and we do it never gets into, I guess, that aspect of it that you're literally, I, I forget the, the, the farming term. It's a certain type of farming that it's one area, like you said, this year. Then the next year, it's in a, uh, another area. So it's a constant rotation. So you're not just pulling from the same, um, the same area and same resource. So that is amazing. Wow. You you really did, did you're really at a whole different level than a lot of charcoal manufacturers. Um it, you know what we're just doing what we're doing mate. Yeah. Like it's uh, it's uh and uh, I just think that it's unique and it's meaningful and it's uh and it's meaningful to everyone that we're associated with, mm-hmm. you know and and we're just trying to spread that story, and uh, it's it's unreal. It's unreal. Oh, that that's crazy. That's crazy. Efren, what's up, brother? And Big Rome is back at it. He smoked the brisket hot and fast in four and a half hours. The blue smoke was beautiful. Darren Lucas, what's up, brother? You know, and in, in you know that's using yours. So tell us a little bit more about the the acacia. You know, obviously, it's it's a. I know it's a it's a very dense wood, that that obviously brings that burns at a hotter temperature. Um, you know, tell us a little bit more about those. Yeah. So the acacia bush. First of all, acacia is actually the wood from the Bible. So when you think of Noah's Ark and you think of things like that, mm-hmm. that was from the acacia, and so it's a very very old wood and um acacia has a very dense uh wood it's uh denser than oak or hickory uh so very dense it's kind of related probably the most closely would be related to mesquite okay but it's a little bit more mild than mesquite and the one thing i like and we love about the acacia is because it burns very hot 
it really brings out the natural flavor of the meat, you know, by, by creating that heat and allows um, people to say, you know what, I've got my flavor that I'm applying and maybe you can mix some other woods with it, yeah. you know, if you wanted your own, you know, but like uh, it just brings out that natural flavor and that's something that we love. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, and, and Rome is saying it's it's way more mild. And, exactly. and and then Jeff is adding it it burns hot, so you're you're actually using less. So you're gonna get more usage out of you know a bag. Now is is it a standard uh twenty pound bag or yeah, so we have different sizes. And by the way, Jeff, uh, who commented, he's uh, the captain of our protein. So we're like, uh, we're so uh, proud of him and the whole team uh, for everything uh, that they're doing. And so, um, yeah, so we've got um, a 15-pound bag, and we're actually going to be introducing next year a 27-pound bag, a big one. Okay. And we have um, eight pound. That's all in the lump. And we're actually also just now starting to launch our briquettes as well. And okay. so that's going to be really exciting. So you're going to see that uh, later in the year and also in the spring more widely. And our briquettes are um, really unique as well because they're just, they're all natural, right? And that's a big thing. Our briquettes are um, the same wood as the acacia with water and some corn maize and starch just to be a natural binder. So no no nasties in there, yeah. nothing bad, just like natural and getting you that hot burn. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, the Rome's the, the lump is his go-to for sure. No, that's beautiful. But, you know, because, you know, when, when I first was introduced to your product, you know, obviously – I had questions, you know, and all the boys, they were, they were great to answer and everything. And the one thing that everybody had said, other than, you know, they, they got nothing but highest praises for you. You know, I've been getting messages. Oh, this is going to be a great episode today. Uh, I'm so glad you're getting Ben on. He's such a nice guy. They, they, they're a great company to, uh, you know, be teamed up with and, and all that. But the one thing they said was your company is very philanthropic. You do a lot of um, giving back to the community-based stuff. What, um, what are some of the things you do and what led you to, you know, putting that giving back into the forefront? Yeah, so this comes back to the origin story of the company. We started during COVID in 2020 and we saw uh, um, just out of our windows uh, people lining up for food. It, it was unprecedented, the food insecurity during COVID. People had to stay home. You know, there was some government money, but not enough for a lot of working people to really get by. And we decided that every week we would take in a different city a barbecue food truck and bring it outside a different church food pantry or food bank and when people were lining to get their canned goods, we would give them a hot barbecue meal from that food truck. And we wouldn't ask any questions about means or anything like that. Or we would just ask how many people are in your family. And if, if it was a mum and she had five kids, 
or a husband and three kids or two kids, yeah. we would give that many sandwiches and say, you know what, in addition to your canned goods, take a hot meal home to your family and, and have a great night. And so we've now um, fed, you know, that, that we started doing that. The first barbecue was in early 2021. We've now fed almost 40,000 meals uh, to people in need, and it's just the beginning, and it's, it's exciting. Um, I was in Dallas last week. We were doing an event there. Um, Janet uh, from our team was in Atlanta, uh, I think, on, um, on yesterday. Uh, we, we've got, we, every week we're in a different city and we're doing it, so it's hard to keep track. But we've been, whether it's been Alabama, whether it's been Tennessee, mm-hmm. You know, whether it's been Illinois, you know, uh, New York, you know, so we've got to come by you and do an event together with you. I think that would be lovely. But it's been it's been meaningful. And we insist that everyone that's getting involved in the company come and volunteer with us, whether it's, uh, you know, Jeff has volunteered with us who's listening. Uh, Now we've had um, people that are uh, just just vendors and contractors with the company. We say, if you want to work with us, come and spend a day. And you'll feel good about it too, because I think that so it's like, look, in the scheme of things, forty thousand meals might be not a lot, but if every company in America did that, we'd eliminate food insecurity. A hundred percent, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's really meaningful for me. It's really meaningful for Rob, my partner, and for the whole company. And it's something that's it's a it's a pillar of our company and always will be. We started doing it before we had a dollar of revenue. Oh, beautiful, beautiful! You know, and and you know, and that—that's what a lot of the barbecue, you know, um, you know, we we call it a family because it really is. You know, we spend weekend weekends in, weekends out. You know, with the same people. You know, you get to know everybody really in depth, and uh, you know, everybody's willing to help each other, and. Everything we do is always, you know, for a cause. You know, like we, like I was saying, you know, last week we were fresh off the the Cora Care Ride competition up in Maine, and that was to help support the Shriners Hospitals. And you know, all the all the comps we do, there is a you know a uh, a philanthropic side to it, and and like you said, it. You're doing good. You you feel good about it, and the in the in the name is perfect for it, <laughs> you know. Um, but but yeah, you know that's a great point. You know, if a lot of the business, a lot of the companies out there, and God knows there's plenty of them, you know, um, do what you do. You know, you could really. I don't want to say wipe out, but you put a serious dent in, you know, the food issues that we have, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of families, especially, you know, there's, there's families still struggling after, you know, the, the, the whole pandemic thing, you know, there was families struggling going in, you know, and, you know, it just, it just uh, made everything, everything worse. But, you know, to hear that of what you got, you're doing with, you know, bouncing trucks to whatever cities you're doing events in, you know, my hat's off to you. That's, you know, you're doing God's work there for sure. 
Oh, thanks, mate. We appreciate it. And for us, it's important that we're doing it with our two hands. You know, we're not yeah. we're not writing a check somewhere to some huge nonprofit where who knows where it goes, you yeah. know. Like we stretch every dollar as far as we can. And we know that like an extra few dollars might be another sandwich. You know, that if we save it, we can give another person a hot meal. So it's very um we see the value of it and where it means a lot. Yeah. Um uh, Jeff is saying it was uh Connecticut. The, uh, yep. the the event you guys came up for, but yeah, we, we, we I'd love to do one set one up. That would that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. So, like I said, you started with that, got into the you know the the giving back aspect of it. But you said that you're coming out with uh, with briquettes. Have you run into any issues with the the process of the briquettes? But like you're saying, you're using, you know, water and corn maize as a as a binder, a natural binder. You know, was there a little bit of a learning curve from going from the lump to the the briquette process? Um, you know, you know, with briquettes, you need to be able to make the pieces all the same size, right? So it was picking the size, and we wanted a size that was good. Uh, and uh, a lot of it is that when you run your run, when you're sifting the size of your lump, it's the pieces that fall down on the ground. They can be collected and made into the briquettes. So we're not um, a big differentiator is we're not going to a lumber yard and or getting some furniture from somewhere. <laughs> you know, from I'm not sure where some people make theirs, but like um, we, you know, those are the things. The other thing is that's really important is because briquettes are really compressed, right, in, into that piece, you really, an extra step in the production is you really have to allow them to cool off for a couple of days after you okay. make it, right? And because if you if you put that right into the container, yeah. after the, you bag them and put them too quickly, that you, you can get a, a container on fire. Oh, right, you know? yeah. so we, don't, we don't want that. We only want the fire in your grill. But, like, uh, so that was, uh, those are things that, like, Along the way, we're like, oh, you know, these are really hot. Like, so you've got to kind of let them cool before you bag them. And, and you know, so there, there's a number of steps like that that we really, uh, you know, had to learn and had to test. And uh, what is the optimal amount? And I think, like you said, where a lot of us are charcoal nerds, you know, so we're we're figuring out what's the right amount of time, what's all this, and so um, so yeah, that that was one of the key, you know, lessons on the production side. Now, is it, you know, a standard briquette size or did you, like, I know some companies, they, you know, they, they'll have a groove in it for airflow, you know, did you guys go down, do any testing on that? Um, yeah, we, we've tried a few different things and we're kind of sticking with the standard briquette size. Maybe it's a little bit bigger than your King's yeah. you know, so, you know, so, but a decent size and, um. And yeah, we're we're really excited to launch that. So it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. Um, is is there a date? You know, a tentative date you guys are looking at? So we're we we are in a very soft way introducing them over the next few months. But really, spring is where they're going to be available to people around the country. Okay. In a big in a bigger way, yeah. Beautiful. So get ready for February, March. You know, uh, so you know, because we're kind of wine in a lot of places. Uh, at least with the casuals, you know, it's kind of winding down 
you know, on the grilling side. And so, um, you know, the serious folks were grilling all the time. Oh, yeah. But like, um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, starting in, you know, early spring, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be ready with it. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I get, uh, you know, pick up the charcoal whenever I can. And, you know, I get friends come up to the house and, you know, they go into the garage and it, it, there's, you know, just bags. There's bags on this side. There's wood stacked on this side. They're like, you know, do you go through this much? I'm like, yo. Fire up a charcoal grill in February and let me know right. how much charcoal you use. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they don't eat, you know, it, it's not the push button and, you know, fill the tank. Right. You know, and, you you know it's funny, like in Australia, gas is still so prevalent. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the charcoal is really coming back, you know, but it's, uh, but it's just, it's, it's amazing just to see how, you know, gas is still so widely used and it's not, um, it's not real barbecue. <laughs> yeah, you know it works in a pinch. Don't get me wrong. You know I that you know that that's how I how I cut my teeth. I suppose you want to call it. You know, growing right. up, we always had to get the old gas grill yeah. in the yeah. backyard, and you know, you start your, your burgers, dogs, and steaks on that. And yep. you know, some of us are lucky enough to graduate into <laughs> into live fire. <laughs> and, you know, God knows we have enough teachers. Hats, you know, the graduation hats. That's right. You know, we have a, we got plenty of great teachers in this chat right now. You yeah. know, and um, you know, and it, it's it, you know, it's it's great to see. Um, now, I know you guys are available in Home Depot. So we're on homedepot.com. Yeah. Uh, in the stores, uh, we're in Sam's. Sam, okay. Uh, yep. So Sam's Clubs. And uh, we're in uh, a lot of the Targets. And we've just launched uh, at Kroger's in, in the south, in Dallas. Okay. Yeah, because I, I was, you know, talking to the guys. I'm like, I go, I go everywhere, you know. I haven't seen it. And right. they're like, they did certain things. It's not, uh, you know, full ball across the board. He goes, you know, you can get it at Home Depot, but you have to order it off the website, and they can ship it either A, to your house, or B, to your local store, and you just go in and, and pick it up that way, you know, which is a lot how a lot of the, you know, a lot of the companies worked, you know, not naming any names, but there's one particular at Home Depot now. That also burns rather hot. Um, you know, you could only order that online, or or a specialty, a particular hardware store would carry it. You know, but now it's on the shelves at Home Depot. I noticed this year, as a matter of fact. You know, yeah, a lot of the retailers um, will kind of look at how things going online and decide that way. That that's a common way that that things work in retail but in charcoal it's a bit different because 99 percent of charcoal is bought in person yeah you know and that's how we do it like we have a grill you get it you get your bag you throw it in your car you know and um and that's and that's how most of it's done so it's kind of unusual but that's uh you know retailers a lot of them think in that way and yeah. you know, they apply that formula across and so you got to work in that construct and but expect to see us um I can't be public about the locations yet. But mm -hmm. When we can, you'll be first to know. But expect to see it in more and more stores next year. We've done some great deals uh, over the summer, 
and you'll be in, it'll be in more and more locations physically uh, next year in oh, the spring. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, because we all we all have the 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 same messages going back and forth. You know, the, the text messages will go through. Hey, boys, I was just at such and such, and right. they have this one or this particular hardware store has this in oak or they have this in hickory. You know, the the, the messages are constantly flowing around, which is which is great. But but yeah, oh man, Ben, I've learned so much more. You know. Not even like like you were saying with the acacia and how you started it. That's fascinating to me. That that truly yeah. is. And then you know the the philanthropic aspect of it. You know, like I said, I, my hats off to you on that. Continued uh, doing what you're doing, the good goodness that you're giving back to the communities everywhere. You Thank know, you. you should be uh, you. truly commended for for what you and your team are doing for sure. Thanks mate. Well, so much of retail, sorry, so much of charcoal is about cooking over fire is about connecting to nature and connecting to how things, you know, should be and mm -hmm. we're, we're really connecting to nature. Oh, you know, for we're, sure. We're going all the way back yeah. and, uh, and doing it. <laughs> you know, cuz you know, like I had said b before, I, I talked to, you know, numerous people and yeah, we you know, we source our our uh, our species from here and I bring it to our you know, manufacturing facilities here, and man, you're getting right down into the dirt. I love Thanks, it. Man. I love it. Um, like I said, Ben, thank you so much for your team reaching out. Um, this was an absolute pleasure and an honor. Uh, where can everybody find you uh, social media-wise? So on Instagram, uh, we're at thegoodcharcoal, and we're also at thegoodcharcoal.com. Beautiful, beautiful folks. Go check that out. Uh, check your local Sam's and stores and be on the lookout in the spring for more locations. Uh, give it a shot. It's a damn good charcoal. Oh, there he is, Dan Campbell. What's up, brother? We were, we were talking about you earlier. Um, but, yeah, Hi. Ben, thank you so much for taking the time. This has been an pleasure. absolute pleasure. Uh, hang, much, no worries. Hang on one second. I'll uh, I'll jump right back in with you. Awesome, Chrissy. That was cool. That, that that's fascinating. Yeah. Like I said, when it comes down to it, we we we're really geeks on everything that we do. Yeah. You know, from the you know the type of meats we're cooking. You know, like I said, down to the charcoal, down to the wood, and how it's uh, manufactured, and that that blew my mind. Yeah. Literally, I my brain went. I forget what he said, but my brain went eight different ways. Going, I know, I saw it. Holy, <laughs> you saw it happen? Yeah, you saw the. Uh, yeah, I saw the stutter of the brain. Like I don't know which way to go. Which way to go on yeah. this? But you know that stuff. It, it's fascinating yeah. to me. You yeah. know from the beginning, and then everything. You know, with the with the food trucks into the neighborhoods. Oh, and, I know. You that's know that's incredible. that's tremendous work. Yeah. That's tremendous, and that's what it's all about. What a good bunch. Huh? Yeah, you guys are all right. You're growing on me. Good. <laughs> well, let's see. What do we got coming up? <coughs> well, um, obviously, I'm going to choke again. Next week's probably going to be a shit show. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I forgot about that. Oh, I've been so day. I've been so busy with the, the comps and building the shed. Yes. We got the, another day after the holiday. Oh boy. So um 
Stay tuned to find out what Stay happens. Stay tuned to week. find <laughs> out if anything's going to happen. Um, the way it's looking with the end of the vacations, because everyone catches this week to catch Labor Day. Yeah. And everyone catches next week to catch that free day on Monday. Yep. So I'm probably going to go out on a limb and say it's going to be a repeat. Okay. But, uh, but if folks, it is, it'll be a good one. That's it. Actually, hit me up, guys. Let me know if you guys had a favorite episode. Oh, and, what a good idea. And we can run that one. Yeah. Because it's, it's probably not going to look great, but we'll be back to live the, the week after that. Yeah, reach out to Johnny for sure on Facebook. Let him know what your favorite episode was, and we'll see. We'll take a tally. Because uh, there's 263 of them. I know. You can pick. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. But, well, that's it for this week, folks. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. On YouTube, hit that subscribe button, notification bell. You have all the episodes right at your fingertips. Find all the social media links listed down below. Questions and comments, please send them to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. Like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. And until next week, keep the smoke rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.